Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Back at a Chuckery Show. Hanging out in the Kia Studios on this Tuesday night with you. 404-726-0929. That is the Solomon Brothers Diamond Text Line to be a part of the show. Well, uh, Georgia was front and center today at SEC Media Days in Nashville. Let's head out to the WadeFord.com hotline, Atlanta's Ford dealer. Let's talk to Jonathan Williams. He's a writer for Dog Daily. He is up in Nashville covering uh, all things Georgia Bulldogs. You can follow him on his personal Twitter page at Dr. J under, sorry, Dr. Underscore J Will. Jonathan, uh, as always, appreciate the time, buddy. Thanks for a few minutes uh, on the show. How is Nashville treating you these uh, last couple few days oh you know nashville's beautiful just taking in all the scenery doing some work on the side and just living it up this week so i i did think it was interesting that greg sankey um made the comment about that he was asked about whether or not the sec title game would you know end up in nashville and he's like look we're laser focused on atlanta why would they not be again that that has been nothing but a boom to the biggest city in the south i mean it's it's the mecca of college football, and obviously this has been, you know, historically, you know, the second, third, fourth most important game played in college football on an annual basis. I, I, I understand the media days moving around, but I don't think there's any reason to move the SEC title game out of Atlanta. No, I don't think so either. You know, the SEC, while there has been so much change over the past couple of years, they're very much a conference that is built on tradition. And that conference championship game has been in Atlanta for a very long time. And I think a lot of the teams enjoy that it's in Atlanta. Because, I mean, it's a hotbed for travel-wise, so travel's easy. It's easy for teams to get there. And then also I think people just enjoy Mercedes-Benz Stadium in general. You know, a very nice stadium, a very nice venue to host the teams. I know Kirby Smar has mentioned multiple times how much they love making the trip over there. Uh, of course, for him, though, it's only about an hour drive or so. But even then, it's just a very nice venue. I think the coaches and the players love it. So I just don't see that there would be any need to move it out of there. Jonathan, what did you think about the line of questioning toward Kirby Smart today? Yeah. I mean, obviously, there was a lot of hype and hoopla that was being built up as far as what he was going to be asked. But did any of that deliver at the end of the day? No, I mean, we actually, I actually talked about it with some of my coworkers about how many questions we thought would get asked about, you know, the off the field issues and the speeding tickets and whatnot. And so we were actually kind of surprised that it was under um, only one question. And I think Kirby Smart did a good job of just answering the question, kind of doing it in a manner where there probably wouldn't be any more follow up questions. And he, he didn't hide away from answering the question at all. He gave a very upfront answer. And then I think everybody else just kind of, ask the typical business questions of SEC media days about the upcoming season and the culture of Athens and what the season outlook is. 
and, and I, I don't mean this in a bad way or anything like that, but, you know, we're, we're the media is always looking for storylines, you know, especially at SC Media. I mean, again, Saban and, and um, uh, Jimbo Fisher going into last year, and, you know, there's always something that people are pointing to. And, and I did think it was just interesting. I mean, you think it's because Kirby already kind of addressed this here recently with media in Athens? Do you think that people thought they wouldn't get any different answer? I mean, I am just a little bit surprised that there wasn't a little bit more of a different tone and tenor toward a coach who, while he's had massive success, look, let's face it, this has not been a very good offseason for Georgia. I mean, that the off-the-field stuff has been front and center with this program. Why do you think that there wasn't a, 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 a tougher line of questioning for Coach Kirby Smart? Yeah, I think it is. it does partly have to do with the fact that they did kind of get ahead of this before they came up to Nashville. You know, they wrote out a nine-page letter to the AJC, and they took care of business there. And they've kind of – seems like they wanted to go ahead and put that behind them and let them know that they've taken action already. And so that also gave people time to kind of digest the situation a little bit and maybe also time for their questions not to be so eager about the, um, what's going on. But then also, too – it's a big topic is the fact that they are coming off of two national titles. And so people want to know what is Kirby smarts mantra for the season, which we got that answered today. And then also what is kind of the mindset of the team? What is the outlook of the season? How are they feeling going into this year? How is Kirby smart feeling his squad is going to be prepared to take on the schedule and whatnot. So I think people maybe were just would rather ask questions about the upcoming season because, you know, a lot of these guys, this is the only time that they may see Kirby smart this year. And they'd rather ask those questions about the season as opposed to a question that's kind of just in current events. Jonathan Williams on the waitfor.com hotline, writer for Dog Daily. Um, I did think one of the interesting things is, you know, he was talking a little bit about complacency and stuff like that. And and this is kind of my theory about that, if you bear with me for just you know a second here. You know, we have seen teams that have repeated, and there are writers and people alive that have covered repeat champions, okay? But you have to – you basically are dead if you covered the 1930 Minnesota Gophers. I mean, you, 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 there's probably not a player alive that's on that roster or what have you. I mean, so the idea of three-peating, that's almost like a, a, a far concept to even think about. We've seen repeating in, in college football, but certainly nothing to the level of three-peating. I definitely think while there's not they're not complacent, but I definitely think that nobody is expecting even less than repeating. I definitely think that nobody's expecting the idea of repeating for a national championship. Yeah, and especially when just the um, current times of college football, you know, the introduction of NIL that's changing and recruiting has changed a good bit with that. And also the fact that if he were, if Georgia and Kirby Smart were to three peat this year, they would be doing it before the college football playoff expansion of 12 teams. And then they would also be doing it in the college football playoff era. I mean, they were the first team to repeat as champions in the college football playoff era. So to then three peat doing that and then doing it before they expanded the teams. I mean, that'd be a huge deal. It'd be huge for the program and it'd be a huge momentum boost for them because once they go to 12 teams, you already know that Georgia is going to be in the playoffs every single year. Georgia will always be a top 12 team with Kirby Smart as its head coach. So, but just to do it in the 14 format, if you were to win three straight national titles, I mean, geez, you couldn't ever say anything about Kirby Smart or Georgia ever, ever again. You know, I was uh, I was at SEC Media Days here in Atlanta last year and got a chance to talk to Kirby and 
we talked to Nolan Smith and Stetson Bennett and, you know, had a chance to interview all of those guys. And, you know, again, it, it does feel like a different kind of team. What did you make of what Cedric Van Pran and some of these other guys, uh, what, what did you make of what they had to say as, you know, again, they're, they're now looking at potentially trying to find themselves in a three-peat championship. But I, I don't know that there was sort of the, how do I say, star power maybe, you know, that, that, that you've had over the last, you know, year or two. Um, but what would you make of what those guys had to say today? Well, I think it was very unique, the three people that he brought. You know, Cedric Van Pran has always been a very vocal leader in that room. He was a guy that was a very big presence, a part of that team last year. And so for him to come back, that's a huge deal for him to be there. And but also a good decision by Kirby Smart to have that business type guy that knows how to talk to the media. And he he's always going to give you a good answer. I really like Cedric Van Pran. But then also Kamari Lasseter, who the media really hasn't had much access to during his time at Georgia, but another guy that's going to be returning on that defense and a guy that spoke very highly of what Georgia's trying to do. And they kept just, you know, given the same things, what Kirby Smart said, those players were saying the same thing about complacency. That's what we're trying to avoid. And those are the things that we're focused on. We're focused on what's ahead of us. We're not focused on what's behind us. And then, of course, Brock Bowers, who is the biggest star of the show, but he's not going to give you much in those interviews. I kind of always think that he reminds me a lot of how Nick Chubb was in the media, like obviously uber talented, but you would never know by speaking to him. And he's just going to sit there and do his business. Yeah. And it is funny because again, you know, he's, he's the best player at his position in college football. And I don't think that's even a a debate and obviously going to be a high first round pick, but to your point, you don't get much out of Brock Bowers. Right. And, And that's kind of the, I mean, you know, again, there were some of those personalities, you know, again, I had a chance to sit down with Nolan Smith. I mean, he's a bigger-than-life personality, right? And and he's a leader in every kind of way, but but he's got a lot of personality to him. And even Stetson Bennett, for for all the things about him, you know, he's a guy that, that when you sit next to him, he does exude that air of confidence, you know, about what he's done. Brock Bauer is a very kind of humble guy. I mean, you're not going to get really much in the way out of him. He just goes out there and just dominates on the football field and kind of just does his job. No, yeah, I don't even know if Brock Bowers understands how good he is himself. I think that's just kind of the way he acts. And I think maybe part of the reason why Kirby Smart decided to bring him up here is it's like, dude, for the rest of your life, you're going to have a camera in front of your face. You're going to be a franchise player for the for the foreseeable future of your football career. So might as well get you used to it now, work those kinks out, we got to get you better there. So maybe that's what it kind of one of the reasons that led him being up, brought up to Nashville. So as we start to head toward the season, um, you know, is, is it a matter of Carson Beck would have to lose this job or could somebody beat him out? Uh, the feel I get around the quarterback situation is that it's, it's Carson Beck's job at this point. I think it would more so have to be he lost the job maybe in the season, but I just don't see that happening. I think – what he showed in the spring game and even what he showed during the 2022 season, he just showed a, a guy that sh- has shown tremendous growth over his career. He looks ready to take over that position. I thought he um, threw the ball around um, the field during the spring game extremely well, and he just looked like he is ready to take on that role of being not only a starting quarterback at the college level, but to lead the number one team in college football and lead them into the college football playoff into a national title. So I think at this point, it seems like Carson Beck is just locked into that spot, but maybe something in that season could happen for him to lose a job. But that's, that's the only way I would see him getting on bench from that spot. What's going to be the biggest battle as we head toward camp? I mean, what's going to be the position that you're really looking out for and to see what kind of battle for the starting spot we get? 
Well, I, I, for a battle, I would definitely say the second cornerback spot. You know, who's going to be beside Kamari Lasser? It's, it's kind of been a discussion over the past couple of seasons. You know, it was it was who's going to be beside Keely Ringo, and then before that, it was who's going to be beside Darren Kendrick. And so now you have who's going to be beside Kamari Lasser. They got a lot of good guys in the name. You got A.J. Harris and Eileen Green. And a lot of dudes in that room that could be competing for that spot. And I don't think that this, they've settled down on a name just yet. Um, so I think that's one to look for. But also another position, I think, um, going into fall camp that um, has some questions around it would be the interior defensive line. You have Nazir Stackhouse, but you also lost Jalen Carter. And for the past couple of seasons, you haven't had to deal with that. You're like, you lost Jordan Davis and you lost Devontae Wyatt, but you also had Jalen Carter waiting right behind them. This year, you don't exactly have a first-round pick yet waiting to fill in those shoes of the interior defensive line starter. So they have some really talented guys at that spot. Like I said, in the Zier Stackhouse, it looks to be the guy that's going to fill the role to begin with. But it's a matter of can they deliver and can they live up to those expectations and can they maybe transition themselves and formulate themselves into a first-rounder. So what's the number one strength that when if you look at everything on paper, I mean, you know, tight end room probably number one strength but what's the other position that you think is the most dominating spot for Georgia I would probably have to say offensive line just because you return a lot you know you have Cedric Van Prane who I mentioned earlier and then you get Tate Bradley you have Xavier Trust you have some continuity there and then you are going to bring in two new tackles but Amarius Mims is at this point a veteran in that room and he's been waiting his turn and he is going to be ready for that spot and then it's a matter of who's going to play left tackle Ernest Green um, is, is he ready? That's the question there. So, I, I, but that still, even with those questions, that room is so freaking talented, and they have been so good over the past couple of years. Probably should have won the Joe Moore Award last year, but they didn't. They gave it to Michigan. But that room has been good, and they're going to be really good this year. And I think that's another reason why so many are expecting Carson Beck to be so productive and so good this season. Yeah, and he's got some skill position people around him uh, as well. So, Jonathan Williams uh, is a writer for Dog Daily. Uh, check out all of his work, and uh, you can follow him on his personal Twitter page at Dr. Underscore J. Will, and he joined me here on the WaitFor.com hotline. Jonathan, appreciate the time. As always, enjoy the uh, – are you going to stay up there or are you, uh, are you headed back from, uh, from uh, SEC Media Days? Are you going to take in the entire event? Oh, no, we'll be here until Thursday, and then once the last round of coaches come through on Thursday, we'll be heading on home. So we're sticking it out here. All right, good, good, good. So appreciate the time, Jonathan. We'll talk to you again here soon. All right, man. Sounds good. Thank you. When uh, we get back, it will be a, a quick what's bugging Chuck because we're going to hear from Kirby Smart, who was on with Andy and Randy. Had a little bit of fun with the uh, midday guys uh, on the show uh, today. So we'll do a quick what's bugging Chuck and then we'll get right into the Kirby Smart interview. Chuck here in the Kia Studios on Sports Radio 929 The Game, the Odyssey.com app. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.